Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. Well, good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, April the 6th, and this is a mobile edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Coming to you from the front seat of the old F-250 pickup truck. I had a whole bunch of things I wanted to talk about with you today, but one of the things that struck me immediately upon getting on the road today was the fact that people are idiots when they get behind the wheel. Common courtesy is out the window, politeness and rules of the road be damned, especially when you're on the road and you're in that right lane of traffic. You see that there's an intersection coming up. You see there's an on-ramp coming up on the interstate. You know people are going to be getting on that on-ramp and trying to merge into the flow of traffic. And when you, the moron in the right lane, realize this, you should politely get over to the left lane or the next lane to your left if you're on a multi-lane highway. This allows the people to come onto that on-ramp, merge into traffic without having to compete with your front bumper or the guy behind you's bumper. It's really simple. It's called courtesy. It's called common sense. This morning while trying to get onto the interstate, making my way back home from a well-deserved few days off of R&R, I got into the very short merging lane the acceleration lane, as it is called, and having my vehicle up to just about the 70 mile per hour speed limit, I turned on my signal only to realize the moron in the right lane sped up so that I couldn't possibly get on in front of him. He had a clear lane to his left. He very easily could have gotten over. Oh, but no. This tick-turd human being decided it would be better and easier for him to simply jump right there in front of me. And I'm sorry, bear with me a moment, folks. Another idiot driving a Walmart truck just decided to swerve right on over without using a turn signal right in front of me. Do I have a sticker on the back bumper that says, screw me? Do I have a sticker on the front bumper of my truck that says, abuse me? People are idiots on the highway. There's no two ways about it. They all need to go back to driving school, every damned one of them. Okay, sorry for the rant. Anyhow, this first moron stayed right there. I had to slam on my brakes to get in behind him. And then he was doing below the speed limit, so I had to actually accelerate into the left lane to pass him. Yes, yes, you know I gave him a little high sign. I told him he was number one with the middle finger. He didn't appreciate that. So he sped up at this point and tried to chase me. Well, sorry, pal. Your little four-cylinder pickup truck is no match for the mighty F-250. And my superior driving skills left you in a very, very precarious situation. He almost actually slammed into the back of an 18-wheeler trying to get around traffic. He got all the way over now into what is a three-lane highway. He got all the way over into the far left lane and my exit was coming up to the right. So I simply took my exit 
leaving this idiot who probably initially wanted that exit all the way in the left lane. It was just poetry. It was karma. Now back to the idiot in front of me here, or that was in front of me a moment ago, in the Walmart 18-wheel delivery truck. For apparently no reason at all, he just jumped right on over into the left lane, narrowly missing the front end of my truck. So I did what any red-blooded American would do. I avoided the accident for one thing. Sorry, television ambulance chasing lawyers. I'm not going to give you any of my business. And I don't want the F-250 to be damaged. But I did come back around him and let him know that he too was number one by giving him the high sign with the middle finger. Ah, come on, Steve. You gotta be more mature than that. You gotta understand. Maybe he didn't see you. Oh, he saw me all right. Because as I came around and told him he was number one, he flashed his headlights on and off and on and off again. And in a very childish move on my part, since this moron was still in the left lane and he too going below the posted speed limit, having no justification or reason for why he got over, I decided his windshield was dirty, so I turned on my windshield squirts just enough to give him enough water on his windshield that he would have to swipe. His windshield was pretty filthy, so it left him a nice smear. Good morning, Walmart. Anyway, sorry about that rant. I'm back from a, unfortunately, I guess I need more R&R. I'm back from a nice little trip to San Antonio, Texas, which I was pleasantly surprised. You know, there's a lot of Tex-Mex in San Antonio, but there were quite a few other food offerings there. I mean, I didn't honestly expect the entire town to only be chiliquiles and chalupas and burritos and tacos. I did expect to see a variety in a town of just over a million people when you take the suburbs into consideration. But there was a very, very awesome group of restaurants along the famous historic Riverwalk, and I thoroughly enjoyed my fill. I think I probably needed to loosen the belt one notch by the end of my trip. I ate like a king. I recreated like a king. I got to visit with some good friends, Curtis and Bronica. Thank you for your hospitality. Met some very interesting people along the way. San Antonio was a lot cleaner and devoid of the homeless population that I expected to see in a Texas town with temperate climate. I thought San Antonio was going to be like Houston or Austin or Dallas, where every interchange, every intersection along the interstate would be rife with homeless people panhandling and begging, looking for change. The evening hours walking along the river walk each night, I did encounter one or two homeless people, but they weren't out there begging and panhandling. Filthy, dirty feet, disheveled look, and most of them just looked like they could care less. They didn't look like the truly mentally deranged homeless people or those who were simply seeking an opportunity to bilk someone out of some money. They just seemed like people who were just chilling and, I guess, enjoying the nice weather. I couldn't quite put a finger on it. Noticeably, the south side of town there in our wonderful San Antonio escape 
I was somewhat surprised by the number of dogs on the street, wandering feral dogs just everywhere. I mean, some city blocks there on the south side of town, there might have been 20 or 30 dogs. They weren't roaming in packs, but they were not leashed. They were not collared. They were just simply dogs walking about, some very thin, malnourished. Some looked pretty well healthy, but there were just a large number of dogs running feral out in the roads, on the sidewalks, and the medians. It was kind of sad. I have to wonder, where is animal control in the very highly densely populated area of South San Antonio for Latinos, Latinas, Latinexes. There were lots of Hispanic people there. And I was told by some good friends, well, those dogs probably all belong to them. Everyone wants a dog, but no one wants to take care of it. Such a shame, right? Such a shame. Noticeably missing from the San Antonio scene to me was any concentration of 13% AA hyphenated American minorities. I just didn't see that many Blafrican Americans while I was there. I had to ask myself, why? No one could give me an answer other than, don't know, we just don't have that many black folks around here. Perhaps I was in the wrong part of town. I never did find Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, for if I had found that street, I'm sure the AA concentration would have been far greater. Hey, this is the Truth Hurts program. We're going to take a quick pit stop, fill up the old tank, fill up the old belly with some on-the-way-home breakfast, and we'll be back right after this. Okay, as luck would have it, I stop for fuel, and the next thing I know, I get a trouble code on the dashboard of the old F-250. So I pulled into the local Ford dealer here. I won't mention the name yet because I'm not sure how good the service is actually going to be. I pull into the Ford dealer. The service manager came out and greeted me, which is kind of fun. And if you know me, you know I've been in the service business, in the automotive service business as a service advisor and as a service manager over the years. So we had a nice conversation. It turns out I have a recall on the exhaust system of the diesel on the F-250. So they're gonna take care of that recall. They have a really neat machine. As soon as you pull up, it gives you a laser alignment check at no charge to tell you whether or not you need an alignment. Front camber slightly out on the right front according to their quick check but I'm due for an oil change and a tire rotation, and I told him to go ahead and do the alignment. And as I was saying, the engine light popped on, as well as the low fuel light, because you know me, I like running on the edge. The change oil soon light came on, the check coolant additive light also popped on, as well as an exhaust sensor light. So they're gonna check all those things out for me this morning. Very polite people that I've met here so far. We'll see how things turn out. Which brings me to my next point. The service engine soon light. If it pops on on your vehicle, do yourself a favor. Pull into your local AutoZone or O'Reilly Auto Parts or someplace 
that sells auto parts. Most of those locations carry a tool that they can plug right in under your dashboard and tell you what the engine light trouble code is. And that will let you know whether it's something as simple as a loose gas cap, gasoline filler cap, or something more serious. I happened to be right here at the Ford dealer as I was driving by when the light popped on after stopping for fuel. And so I just popped in and they're able to take me in immediately, which is amazing, and told me just to walk around or have a seat in their waiting room. So I decided to walk around, take a look at the brand new Ford pickup trucks. Now, this is a sizable dealership, but on their lot, in their truck center, I see one, two, three, four, five F-250s on the entire lot, and only one, two, three, four, five, six Ford F-150s on the entire lot. Hang on just a second. Hey, where are all your trucks? Okay. Believe <laughs> yeah, thank you. Believe it or not, they just told me COVID. Shipments of trucks are being delayed from the factory because... Okay. Give me a moment, folks. I'll be right back. Because certain electronic components that are manufactured in China that are used on new vehicles built in the United States are on national back order. Okay. Well, we just popped the door open on a 20... What is this? 2021 Ford F-150 4x4 Super Crew with a 5-liter V8 engine. This thing features uh, cloth seats. It's a nice-looking truck. Don't get me wrong. Nice entertainment center. About an 8-inch, 9-inch screen. Air conditioning, automatic, power seats, power windows. Does not have the sliding rear glass. Does not have a sunroof. Does not have leather. It has carpet. It's a good-looking truck. And the MSRP, $54,814. Woo, these things are getting expensive. Yeah. Now, that's an F-150. And it doesn't have all the bells and whistles. It is called a F1, an F-150 XLT. So a midline, midline, not the top of the line. $54,000. Walking over to an F-250 on the lot here. And this is a Super Duty. It is a 6.7 liter diesel. Power stroke, automatic, with a 10-speed transmission. This bad boy's got the leather. This thing has uh, running boards that actually pop out when you open the doors. Puddle lamps. Heated and air-conditioned leather seats with lumbar and eight-way power. About a 10-inch video screen. What? No cassette deck? No 8-track tape player? No CD? Where are you at, Stevie? You're just showing your age, buddy. Yes, it is a very nice-looking truck. It's got a nice uh, console here. <clears throat> Beautiful truck. No sunroof. And it's got a bank of what I call upfitter switches to turn on every kind of accessory you could possibly ask for in a truck. Sticker price on this truck, boys and girls, $79,420.
That's more than you pay for a crappy house in a crappy neighborhood off of Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. I promise you. It's got a soft opening tailgate, which is really neat. You press a button and the tailgate slowly lowers itself. See what happens when you press the button again. Nothing. Okay, I was hoping it would open back up. This truck's got a, about a six and a half foot bed. It's got a neat cargo system in it. It has all of the trailer hitch accessories built right into the side. It's got LED lights in the tailgate and in the body of the bed. And has a neat step down feature, just like the, the old F-250 that I drive, so that you can use this as a step. And unlike that crappy system in the GMC, this one won't ding your tailgate when you use it. Beautiful, beautiful Michelin tires, 275-65R20s, and a dual-tone gray on top, dark gray on the bottom finish. What a good-looking truck. But again, it's a, it's a house note, folks. It's an entire house note to buy one of these things. Whew, I'm glad I'm not in the market for a new truck, I can promise you. But this thing sure is sweet. But, but with that kind of price tag, you need to work three jobs, I'm sure. And that's the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts. We'll be right back. Okay, back to this F-250 that I looked at here. It's a four-wheel drive, which is nice, but one thing noticeably missing from this truck, to me, is the lack of 12-volt plug-ins, uh, electrical plug-ins. On my older F-250, I have at least four. I have one in the dashboard center console up top that you could plug a radar detector or uh, camcorder or anything like that. What do you call it? A dash cam. Then there are two on the dash and there's one inside the center console. That's just in the front seat. And then in the center console for the back seat of my old F-250, there are two such devices for 12 volt power and one under the seat in a seat, a lockable seat compartment. This truck, from what I can see, only has one 12 volt in the dashboard in the front and one in the center console at the rear seat. And that's all I see. So what happens when three or four people need to charge their phones? There are a couple of USB connectors, so I guess you can charge a phone using that as well as access to a 400 watt, 110 volt AC in the front and another in the rear, but noticeably missing the abundant supply of 12 volt power. There's absolutely none inside of that center console, which is somewhat disappointing to be honest with you. I used to put my laptop in the center console and let it charge while I was driving. So that's a little bit of a, a change for me. And sorry to belabor the point on this on this truck, folks. I just found it to be a little disappointing. So I'm in the back seat now, and sure enough, there is no 
12 volt accessory port inside the lockable console in this back seat. Amazing. Actually, a little disappointing. All right, now on to another subject that I think you might appreciate college athletics. I'm not a big fan on glorifying athletics at all. I could care less. If you want to run and throw a ball through a hoop and people want to applaud you for that, yay, goody, goody. I'm all happy for you. But sometimes the general public takes the opportunity to take advantage of a college athletes. And that is a shame. Case in point, Darius Geis, a star football player. In 2017, he was on the championship team that the LSU Fighting Tigers fielded at the Louisiana Superdome. Oh, so what, you might think? Well, Mr. Geis is now being accused of making a pass at a 74-year-old woman who was a security guard at the university, or excuse me, at the Superdome during that championship run. Now, I'm going to stop before we go too far into this. If a 74-year-old woman has this fantasy about a football player making a pass at her, that's one thing. But she's gone to the school athletics department seeking, of course, financial compensation. She claims that during the LSU Tigers trip to the Superdome for that championship game, a a Darius Geis, member of the LSU football team, allegedly made rude sexual comments towards her. And she claims that she brought her complaint all the way to head coach Ed Orgeron of the LSU Tigers. You know, the guy who's barely able to be understood. Go Tigers. Yeah, that guy. She claims she went to the LSU athletic department head and complained that Darius Geis, who, by the way, was an adult at the time, he was over 18 years of age, claims that he made a pass at her, made sexual advancements towards her, or advances, rather. All right, a couple of things here. College football player of Geis's stature could probably have just about any female of any race that he wanted. I highly doubt he'd be going after some grandmother, some 74-year-old black woman who is a security guard working for eight bucks an hour at the Louisiana Superdome. Sorry, I find that hard to believe. But then... There are now reports that the family of this 74-year-old woman who claims this young Blafrican-American student made a pass at her. There are rumors that her family is now, excuse me, that are now said that the family went seeking a $100,000 hush money extortion payoff in exchange for this woman not going to the press with her allegations. Come now, $100,000, you're making eight bucks an hour. Sorry, something just ain't jiving with me. I'm going to have to call bullshit on that one. Sorry. LSU head coach Ed Orgeron has to put a sworn statement in writing in lieu of appearing before a state Senate committee hearing on the LSU allegation 
that one of its players was making these sexual advances towards this security guard woman. She sat before a state senate subcommittee hearing with her mask on behind the plastic partitions and sobbed about how she just have nightmares now about this man coming on to her like that. Sorry, I don't buy it. If anything, she should be flattered that anyone even paid attention to her. Just another nondescript security guard at an athletic field. I doubt it happened. I'm not defending uh, Darius Geis. Those guys usually grow up to be sexual predators, as we all know. We've heard the stories time and time again. But they usually don't hit on 74-year-old black women that are working as minimum wage security guards. All right. Sorry, I'm walking around here trying to keep my thoughts together. This woman is testifying before the state of Louisiana Senate subcommittee to determine whether or not action should be taken against LSU, some punitive action against LSU for allowing this heinous action to occur. Well, guess what? As I said earlier, Darius Geis at the time, a college student, was at least 18 years of age. We know that to be a fact at least 18 years of age, and therefore, an adult. And if an adult walks up to you and says, hey, babe, I think you hot. Let's you and me go back in the locker room and let me show you how to slam dunk. I don't think that there's a crime there. He didn't physically accost her. He did not rape her. He did not touch her. He very simply said, hey, babe, what you think about you and me? If he said anything at all. There's no crime in that. The family says they reportedly told the police, the local police department, the New Orleans police department, about the alleged incident. And they said, pretty much, so what? So a guy said something to you? And now this woman's breaking down in tears and sobbing openly about how violated she felt and how she have nightmares to this very day. Nightmares? Let me, let me turn things around for a moment. Let's pretend for a moment that I was a security guard at the Louisiana Superdome. And, oh, I don't know, some famous athlete, already famous female college athlete, made a comment to me and said, Ooh, Steve, I like the way you wear those jeans. From what I can see... You and I could hook up in the back in the green room and we could make beautiful music together. I'd be flattered as all hell. Of course, we know that would never happen. You've seen me. You know. I don't think I'd be crying before a state senate subcommittee trying to get some kind of settlement out of a university because a student at that university had the audacity to make a verbal comment that he might want to spend some quality time with me. Number one, I don't think it happened. I really don't. Darius Geis could have anyone on that campus, anyone in that Superdome that he wanted. Because, you know, heading on the way to the NFL to be a multi-millionaire athlete, I think what we have here is an opportunist, an old lady with wishful thinking, and even if Geis had made any comment 
to this woman at all. He might have just been goofing on her, you know. Hey, y'all, watch this here. I'm going to hit on that old lady over there. Look, look here, look here. I'm going to hit on that old lady over there. Look. Hey, baby, what you say you and me after the game? Go back in the locker room and bow, chicka, bow, bow, you heard? And they all got a laugh out of it. And now she wants a payday. Sorry, old lady. I don't buy it. I don't buy it for one minute. I'll let you know how that one turns out. This is the Truth Hurts Program. Okay, good news. Nothing major wrong with the old F-250. Just a recall that they'll have to order parts for when I get back home. We'll get it done at the dealership at home. Oil's changed, tires rotated, everything's ready to go. I happened to look at something today. The new Ford Mustang electric vehicle. It, A, looks nothing at all like a Mustang except for a poorly scribed picture of a Mustang symbol on the front grille. But it looks absolutely nothing at all like a Mustang. Not like a sports car to me at all. More like a little crossover SUV wannabe. And it runs on electricity. They're ruining the American car. They're destroying it. So an all-electric Mustang four-door hatchback. It looks more like somebody took your basic SUV, stepped on the hood, threw three vertical lights on each side in the rear and a Mustang emblem on the deck lid and call it a sports car. Now, I will say this, that has got to be at least a 19-inch touchscreen in the middle of the center of the dashboard. Looks like somebody took a laptop monitor and mounted it vertically in the middle of the dashboard. So everything's controlled there and the whole car runs on electricity. Sorry, Ford, you screwed up. This is no more a Mustang than I am a good-looking hunk with a full head of hair. Nice try. All right, go check out here, pick up the truck, and continue our drive. Hey, this is the Truth Hurts program for Tuesday, April the 6th, 2021. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved.